You're listening to the Real Estate Radio Hour, the show that brings you unfiltered stories and insight from the Twin Cities real estate world with your hosts, Chris Rooney, broker at REMAX Preferred, and Andy Presky, leader of the Preferred Home Team at REMAX Advantage Plus. Buenos dias. Yeah. Good morning. C. Nick says C to me a lot. I think that means yes. Muy bien. C, C, C. I think so. that means you're getting evicted, Chris. It's possible. Very quickly. It's possible. What uh, What are you guys doing? I heard, uh, Nick, you're in a very, one of the safest places on earth. And, uh, and it's not uh, Disney. Where is it? Yeah, only a couple thousand murders a year, but they've lowered that down uh, quite a bit. Uh, Cali, Colombia, the the home of salsa, and uh, so I got in yesterday. I'm in a new place here. The lighting's not as good. I don't have as good of a view, but uh, so far so good. I'm gonna do a little exploring today after the show, and uh, hopefully I, I stay safe. That'd be yeah. good. Do you got a tracker on you or something so at least we can maybe bury you in a nice place? I'm on my own. We should get those. Uh, we should get some of those chips implanted in several parts of his body, just so you know. I know. It is awkward. I get asked that a lot. You don't you worry and stuff like that. And I'm like, there's not a chance in the world you're ever gonna change them. So it's like, what do you, what do you worry about? You can't worry. So yeah, actually, anyway. I did. Uh, there's a huge thing going on right now about. There's eight Americans that got uh, like kidnapped, drugged, and dead, killed near Medellin mostly. So there's big uh, stuff about the embassy saying don't use no dating apps, and you know they're targeting uh, foreigners. But um, I did a podcast uh, about this danger in Latin America. I've only been robbed once, and it was completely my fault. And to be honest with you, I feel just as safe in Latin America, you know, so South America, Mexico. Um, than it big cities in in the usa like minneapolis I, when i came back i was a little bit on edge so i think it's a little blown out of proportion but you need to be not stupid for sure yeah when i when i was in brazil i never not at one moment did i feel unsafe i mean i was walking around the middle of the night and every uh, every place is all fenced off and barbed wire and everything but it was like never felt anything ever it just hit me what you said. So you you were walking around in the middle of the night. Yeah, we'd walk. Yeah. So we'd we'd meet up and then rather than take a ride home, we would just walk, and it oh. wasn't wasn't bad at all. Not sleep, not sleeping, just walking. Yeah, I just wake up. Yeah, exactly. I mean, in my underwear, of course. I, I mean. I'm not <laughs> gonna say anything. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so next. <laughs> hey, I'm going to start this out, though, with uh, what's happening in the market. Zillow is predicting these cities to have a little uh, price correction this year in Minnesota. I want to hear what you guys think about it. Oh, in Minnesota? Wow. They got technical. All right. So, so kind of outstate. Marshall, Minnesota. Mostly outstate. Minneapolis, was one of them yeah so i don't know if i'm totally buying that either i don't know you know like marshall we uh we obviously have uh, my wife's family from down in that part of the world and you kind of live and die by schwann's uh city bank um there's a big turkey plant there and that and farming and so you and know the college well true yes there, there's a lot of people employed at the college as well but i mean you know for the most part those are the big industries there so it's pretty predictable like when that come, you're like, wow, you know, property values went down 40%. Well, somebody closed the plant and nobody can, you know, was trying to sell their houses to get out of trouble. And that, that happens, you know, like Hoyt Lakes, remember that a couple of years ago, they were selling houses for 15 grand and nobody wanted them because the plant, the, uh, the, the um, mines were shut or whatever. I think what you have to watch for is the East and West coast. That's the stuff that starts with affect like a twin cities area. That's what's happening there now is going to creep over here within six to 12 months type thing. 
it's what we've always seen in the past but well let me ask you this chris what what do you think about the uh with the uh my scratcher um the uh what do you think about you know when they're talking like that i i directly think that correlates to interest rates where interest rates were high they came back down and now they're creeping up just a little bit again um with talks of you know the economy's uh doing okay and you know things are you know what i mean and so rates aren't exactly dropping like predicted so I think that might be part of it because if rates do go up higher again, I do think you'll see value soften a little bit in areas only because people are making an effort to be creative, to help people afford their house and they want to sell and they don't want to just sit there and cross their fingers and wait two years to sell their house. So they figure, Hey, let's be the most competitive we can by positioning ourselves correctly, by offering an incentive or whatever. And that comes across on the MLS as a discount. So. Yeah, I think, uh, Ultimately, I mean, obviously people need homes and there's just not a ton on the market. There really isn't. And so, again, that's that's obviously kept us in check and really much stopped things from maybe not going up, but from falling. Mm. Um, there's some there's some people are um, coming in low on some stuff. There's some people that have overpriced stuff on the market. So it's just uh, but I think people start saying oh my god look at that look at that house well you know what that house needed a lot of work and it wasn't updated and it was probably overpriced to start with and then they got an offer then they're like okay let's let's grab it let's go mm-hmm. so i think you sure. gotta you kind of gotta look at the the market as a whole and you gotta keep in mind that there's just there's just nothing available I'll tell you it just it's i was what was i doing i did a a search got some people looking up to four hundred thousand, mm-hmm. and they were in um Kind of the Minnetonka, Wyzetta, Plymouth, Hopkins, um, St. Louis Park, um, whatever, from 350 to 400, and there was like seven available. Jeez. Yeah, seven houses available in the whole, I mean, single family homes in uh, the, whole, the whole thing. So, well, you know, and I, it's funny, is it? I had the exact same situation, except we were going up to 375, and we we're looking Western suburbs. Like and we started months. looking and looking and you're looking at townhouses and townhouses in that price range in those areas. And so then we got to the point of where we wandered into new construction and the new construction was 400,000. They had it reduced down to 359.9, free washer and dryer, $10,000 in closing costs. And they were buying your interest rate down to 4.9%. That was like us buying a house for, in, in you know, with normal interest rates, that was like us buying a house for like, 250. So it's like, oh my God. So we can get brand new. Everything's under warranty. Um, they changed the covenant so that in the future, if you want to rent some units, you can rent them. Um, and these builders are getting really creative. So builders are scooping up and stealing away from the existing houses that are out there because you you basically can get a four hundred thousand dollar house for the price of a three hundred thousand dollar house with, with these rate buy downs that these builders are offering. So it really is hard to turn them down, you know. It's, it's exactly what buyers do. They start justifying and just saying, you know what? We can get this, this, and that, and we can get this interest rate. But gosh, I really want a single family. I want a fence and I want to put my dog in there. But it's like, well, this might be a better investment. We'll kind of hang on to this. We'll be able to live here better. We can always just go walk the dog. Um, and they, and they, start, they start justifying it. And that's exactly what happens. And it's just like a, a builder's job and their marketing team to kind of be able to figure that out and then, be able to get them what they want yeah and they obviously lowered the prices they got them a you know a great interest rate and i mean the brand new thing is hard to turn away as well that's a hard thing to unjustify unless you're trying to liquidate and then now let's say two years down the road you get that promotion you need to move to chicago overnight and now you have a four hundred thousand dollar townhouse the other ones then become real attractive because they don't have you don't have that you know gap in there but you know they, they yeah. did another thing though andy they allowed rentals you know so then it's kind of like yeah, you that's can justify why. that yeah well so here's the other thing so think about that the the buyer that you have there that's buying that price range of house and they're they're actually usually a younger buyer like ours was i don't know about yours but it doesn't, doesn't matter about the age but they're coming from a rental property where they're paying rent so all they know how to shop is payments right so now these builders are pretty genius with going out there and promoting payments only because what they're whenever you see anybody advertising payments, they're going after renters. They're trying to make renters owners. And that's why they average because people live in the payment. They don't live in the price. They have no idea really what the price is because it's hard to tangibly 
say, what does 400,000 mean to a young person or a, a first time home buyer? But they do understand, hey, it's $2,600 or $2,800 a month and you own it. Yeah, I was just thinking about when you say payments, you know, with what insurance has done. I mean, insurance has just gone crazy. And uh, I was at a house yesterday doing a market and this guy is doing some um, investing down in Sanibel Island. So you all know that that got hit hard. I mean, I lost the road to there and everything and uh, redoing it. And we were just talking about insurance because um, he actually had an insurance claim up here. And uh, I just asked, I said, well, what? I said, yeah, insurance is going crazy. I mean, mine just went up to, I mean, it was, I thought it was insane. And he goes, well, what do you think mine is on, uh, in Florida? And I'm like, oh God, I, I know it went crazy. Three I'm, grand I'm, a month? I'm saying like, I know I, 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 and I went high. I said, 25 grand, 25 grand you're paying. He goes, 52,000. And that's just the wind part because the wind, because the winds come through there and then 8,000 additional for flood insurance per year, $60,000 just for the insurance. And I was like, oh my God. I'm like, well, God, it must be a, a mansion, three bedroom, two and a half bath. <laughs> and he said it will go for like 2 million, but I mean, could you, well, could you it, imagine that? I'm just curious about this next generation of people coming through there, unless they're cash, where they say, yeah, we'll pay cash because hurricane hasn't hit there in 42 years, but it did hit there that one time. You know I mean? The odds, they play the odds. It won't happen again in our lifetime. We're going to buy it, pay cash, and not have insurance on it. Well, a friend of ours did that, and he had a place right in Fort Myers, right on the ocean. I mean, probably a three and a half, four million dollar property just for the land alone. Didn't have insurance, been going there for 40 plus years. Got hit by the hurricane. When he went back to check his house, it was gone. The only thing that was left was a swimming pool. And and no joke. And everything was across the street yeah. and back in the in the canals. And um, so so that guy didn't have insurance to rebuild a starter level home was 1.7 million because they have to be on 18 foot stilts. He's older, so they have to do an elevator, they have to do whatever. I mean, by the time they're done building basically a uh, a cabiny. You know, I mean, granted, I'm sure it's cute, but it's a, a nice cabin. It's another 1.7. And I go, you're not going to get 5.7 million for this property with that on there, but you might be able to get 3 million as a lot, you know, and, and really, it, it forces yeah. people to sell. Well, this guy was saying that what that is what they're doing. So he's investing in one and he, they basically pick the whole house up, slab it all, and then they lift it up and then they build another whole floor underneath where it becomes more of a, you know, garage, a garage pool, pool, um, pool house type thing, and then put a tube in for an elevator, but everything's just getting raised up because they're on the water. They're out and this that's on the channel part too. But I mean, I, I'm just like, there's who is going to buy that stuff. I mean, that's, that's unbelievable. I yeah. mean, it's bad enough here, but I think something's going to happen with insurance. I mean, and it has to, they have to go, you know, because people get in roofs for just weird little, I mean, hail. I mean, unless it does the, the structural and, and nails it, I don't think you're going to get it anymore. And I think for real estate, I think that would be good in a way that it's like this, this is what it is, you know, and set expectations a little more. Because to me, I mean, a roof that just barely gets hail on, that loses some granules. And so you see some in the, in the gutters. That doesn't necessarily mean the integrity of the roof is gone. Right. You know, I mean, it's just everyone has used it in the past as a way in which to be able to get new siding, new roof and new windows. And uh, I just don't think insurance should be that way. And I don't think we can. I mean, I'll tell you what, there's I mean, there so many insurance companies are really kind of just buckling down on any of the types of houses they'll do. I've had a lot of people that have called me and said, Hey, my insurance company is just dropping me because there's not a fire hydrant or a fire station um, within five miles. And it's like, so there's only certain insurance companies that do that. We had, yeah. I had one on a house that uh, the insurance rate went from 18,000 to $6,000. That was the quotes mm -hmm. from six to $18,000, same deductible. Yeah, well, you know, I got a good buddy of mine that's in the insurance, you know, uh, racket. 
And uh, and and he was saying that it, it sounds like premiums are going to continue to go up for about at least another year until they can balance out their, their balance sheets. Because right now, reserves have been just blown out and they have to build their reserves back according to the rules. Mm-hmm. And, and some of these companies are choosing not to. So some of them are like, you know what? It was a good run. Um, we're dismantling or we're only going to do certain kinds of insurance or in what they're doing is they're covering the, the profitable stuff. And, you know, like I, I even think about my own neighborhood and all of a sudden we're sitting there and there's, you know, 50 some houses in my direct neighborhood. And over the course of like two years, there's probably been, I don't know, more than half of them that had new roofs put on. Yeah. Well, the average roof now is what, 35,000? I mean, it's ridiculous. Well, and that's the other crazy part. It's really not 35,000. I mean, you can get them done for 20, but the insurance companies are willing to pay 35, so they charge 35. I mean, on a, on a new place, you can get it for a lot cheaper than what you get for hail, hail damage. You're I mean, right. I just, I, it, yeah. It's correct. I mean, new construction-wise, when when we were uh, we were over in Blaine, and I had a bunch of guys up on the roof on a house, and there was literally a guy driving from Texas with a bullhorn saying, you know, uh, hey, we'll pay thirty dollars a square to install uh, siding. Um, anybody want a job? You know, we're employing starting today. Um, let me know. My card's right here on this truck. And all of a sudden, I literally it was like. Everybody's jumping off the ladders going 30 bucks a square. We're getting paid 10. You know what I mean? It's like three times the pay to chase storms. But then I, I our guys were like, our, our crew, the, but the guy says, Hey, listen, this is the one way deal guys go with the devil. That's fine. Enjoy it for now. But I said, when you want to come back, we're going to be like, it's eight bucks a square. Well, that didn't work either. I, mean, I think they're now at about 22, but uh, so, but storm damage. Now that's a direct correlation as to how storm damage increase the cost of building new construction 100% because we had a lot of guys that were totally satisfied. They were doing great. They, you know, had great businesses. And because of new con- the the storms, it skewed all the numbers and all these artificial art insurance numbers that they use, you know, to, so that you can't say you got screwed, you know? Right, right, yeah. If you waited to buy a house in 2024, here's what you're up against. Welcome to the city of Rolling Heights, California. This particular property is first showing this weekend. This was today, January 20th, 2024, and I pulled up to an absolute zoo. Just three to four weeks ago, guys, open houses were dead. I personally did about five to six open houses towards the end of the year where I had max three to six people come through for all of them combined. After we walked through this house, you tell me if you would have waited. So once again, it's in the city of Roland Heights. It's a 3-2, about 1,300 square feet, 5,200 square foot lot. It's in a real good location right around the corner. It's a lot of stores. I mean, it's a walking distance to a lot of these places. Let's go through the house, and you guys tell me how it feels, man. I won't narrate. You guys tell me in the comments how you guys feel about it. From my experience, I anticipate it being double-digit offers. Uh, It's probably going to go closer to eight, maybe even over that. It's going to be crazy, guys, and this is what we're going to anticipate with these rates dropping. If you are thinking about buying and you are thinking about making a move, it's imperative that you guys connect with an expert, your advisor like me. Hey, remember you were talking about how the coast dictate the the Minnesota prices? That's why I posted this one. They're saying that I won't be waiting until the rates drop. It's going to get crazy again. Well, there's no question about that. We've been talking about that for a little while now, that now's the time to kind of jump in. I mean, if you're a buyer, you, at least you're not, I mean, you can you can play all the games with numbers, but it's it's fact. I mean, if you pay 50,000 more for a house, you know, and it's 50,000 less, that's obviously, you know, more money in your pocket. And is that is that payment really gonna outweigh that based on what those interest rates are? And if the interest rates do go down, you have the ability in which to refinance. So I, yeah, it's, uh, but everyone waits until everyone wants it. Then they, they, they jump in and then they start overpaying. So it's just, it's just what it is. Investors know better. Oh, and he's thinking, I think. Oh no, sorry. I was Mike, Mike Ludwig, our good friend, um, just sent us a Facebook message and says to me, uh, Andy, how much should I tip a pizza delivery guy if he's here in 15 minutes? I said clearly twenty dollars. <laughs> he's 
he wasn't happy with our tipping things. I remember we'd all, we'd go out to lunch and that guy would, it would tip. I mean, he'd tip more than the bill was. Like, what the hell? Uh, I did have that conversation with a, a, a server the other day. And I said it was You know the thing about service. it? Like she kept my water. My, she kept my water filled up. She was really good. She anticipated what was happening. That, that's called service. Not yeah. just give me a tip. Then there's another one that I was like, this person is just, I mean, just miserable. But they think they're just going to get paid, you know. Well, you know, and that's that's the 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 going not to get back on that topic, but Nothing the concept of what is service, right? And and you know, if you go to a restaurant, like I know it really struggled when Buffalo Wild Wings was, you placed your own order, you sat at a table, and basically they'd call your number and you'd go up there and get your food and bring it back and you'd sit and then you'd almost bust your own tables. And so they eliminated staff other than at the bar. Well, then now you take that and take it even a, a step farther. You know, like uh, a friend of ours opened up that uh, Pints and Paddles up in, in Maple mm-hmm. Grove, where not only do they have it a step farther than that, and it's not to eliminate staff. It's more just to make it easy for the customer. They have racks of beer, racks of wine, uh, you know, that you can go up there and you have your card, you scan your card, it'll give you so many ounces. And then so you don't overindulge after so many ounces of being served, you have to go up to the basically the uh, manager of the place, show them, you know, that you're you're not overindulging. And they'll give you another scan and then you can go, you know, obviously have as, as but they're controlling the content or the, the consumption rate by just having somebody pay attention. But that that's where you're up there, you're buying your beers, you're buying your hamburgers, you're placing your orders all on, a, on an iPad. And, and you know what? The place is packed and they do really well. And so I think the concept today would work. So I'm, I'm always cautiously careful when I talk to people that are in the service industry that if you're just schlepping burgers and taking orders and you're, you know, you're not adding to the experience. Yeah. Just that was there. that Buffalo Wild Wings was by you. It's the only one I knew that did that. Cause I, I went there. I remember with my mom, we're seeing my brother and we came back and we went there and I was like, what the hell is this? And it was horrible. Yeah. It was, it, it's, it's, I don't know what it does now. I haven't been in there for a while, but it, it, uh, for they, they switched, I think back to, Somebody comes up, takes your order, delivers it to your table, and uh, Minnesota service, you know. Hey, Andy, I did a I did a reel on... Transform your wall from ordinary to extraordinary with this timeless technique, usually reserved for the exterior. Board and batten. A clever addition instantly brings depth and texture to any space. While you have the option to add a contrasting color, I personally recommend going for an enamel look that shouts sophistication without breaking the bank. Not only does board and batten inject style into your walls, but it also works wonders in high volume areas. By maintaining the openness of the room, it brings warmth and defines the space. Imagine the statement this will make, and without the need for a home equity line. A space that comes to life, filled with character and charm. I'm Chris Rooney, and I approve this message. You know what's funny, Chris? You should have a wand. So you go like this, and you go, and contrast. And... I was going to talk about a different one, though, because you were a part of this one. Oh, God. It was, uh, no, you weren't in it, but I, we did talk about this. Uh, you and, and you and I frequent there quite a few times. But it was like I like the four top hotspots, um, like restaurants and stuff. And so then I, I kind of put the four in there. You know, oh, I saw the, uh, the Uptown Diner. Uptown Diner, yeah. yeah. They yeah. actually reposted it or, or shared it. So. Hey. That that Cajun the Cajun omelet breakfast I know oh. I know. forget about it I know that's that, that would be fat over that one that was awesome yeah so uh, we got to do that again we, we always, that, what do you guys think about that board and batten I I love it because I think it's really easy to work with um and you can do it pretty economically with just doing some some strip lumber and using the wall that you already have there as long as you. Um, you know, skim coat it, and it looks completely, if you didn't enamel it, it looks absolutely perfect. It, you opinion. know, and I think too, Chris, the other thing that, you know, from a, a, a you know, layman, hard worker kind of, it adds texture to the house. Instead of all these smooth, yeah. simple walls, that texture, that contrast of texture adds an element of, you know, coolness to it. Kind You don't even realize it's there, but you do. And it, and it I like in my own house, back in the day, I spent a, a, a ton of money on it, but I did an interior stone wall just for that same effect right and after i'm done and i go god what you spend on that wall but 
what it does is it, it's a great conversation piece. It just adds an element of cool. You know, it just differentiates it, you know. And warmth. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I like that wall. Thank you. The rest of the house, burn it. But that wall, nice. That's one of the coolest ways of doing a house tour that I've ever seen. Are you Andy Cleric, the realtor from TikTok? What are you doing? Showing a penthouse, really cool one. Can I see? Sure, <laughs> but let's make it quick. Welcome to the penthouse at Jardim. This is insane. Hold on, how big is this place? 4,550 square feet. One bedroom, elevator, five bedroom, then your office and primaries. Your outdoor space. 360 degree views. This is massive, and this is your pool. Not full right now, but when it's summertime, Pool party on me. That was one of the coolest and most unique ways of doing a house tour that I've ever seen. And I have seen a few other people do it and I've always thought it was interesting, but I think there's a huge opportunity for other agents to do a similar style house tour. So instead of just saying, hey, welcome to my three bedroom, two bath house, what this does is it, it feels like we're just watching from the outside. So he's taking this other guy on a tour. It's obviously acted out and they feel like they're both walking through. At first you feel like, oh, it's he's just showing you around, but obviously it's a house tour because he's telling you exactly what he's doing. But it just feels a whole lot more authentic like this, I'm just listening in on this tour. Like I'm a part of the tour versus he's preaching or telling me a tour. I I, uh, I will sponsor the TikTok that you do where you're running down a hallway showing a house, Chris. Um, um, yeah, it's, I think it just goes into the personality of the person. I mean, yeah, it, it really does. I think that, uh, you know, some of those things are really good, but it would fail miserably if I was skipping down the hallway and, and trying to do that and, and trying to throw that out, you know? You know, it's funny though. Everybody wants me to do funny stuff. And I'm like, you know, I, I'd run down the hall and trip or run into a door or something. And, totally. <laughs> and you, have, you have makeup on your face, like where you hit the door. You're like, okay, thanks for touring that, you know? But you know, it'd be funny to get all the views, but then, you know, what happens is then you kind of become the the butt of the joke versus being the, you know, I don't know. I think if, if I could have like, a month with you and develop different um, reels that you would be in, I think Hollywood would come for me as a producer because I would have so many perfect things for you. Oh my God. You would be like a dream to do these with if you actually just did them because your personality, it would be, be perfect. Hey, hey, so in 30 days, you could destroy a 22 year career. Not, no, I wouldn't. I would, I'm telling you, I'd make you a, a sensation because. It, it would, and it would always, there would always be something. And to me, it would be a flip flop that would always kind of come into the game somehow, some way. So, Andy, that dude is like 22 years old selling yeah, a penthouse. Like it. So, it's working for him. Like, even if it looks clowny, he's selling a penthouse. No, you know, the biggest, I think, as a young agent, that is, that is always a concern is <clears throat> grabbing people's attention, getting them to take you seriously. Or when the client comes in the door and they go, Geez, you look like you're the same age as my son. And then you're like, oh, crap. You know, when you're first in the business and, and then you're like, that means it either they're very happy with the, the their their child or they think their child's an idiot living in their basement. So you're like, oh, so so in what way? <laughs> the other thing is, I think people look at a penthouse like that. There's certain people that want it and maybe they're the rich young kids and this kid could attract them. I just think that it's great to do anything you want, but you got to have some stuff substance behind it. So you yeah. just got to know what the hell you're talking about. I mean, cause once you do it and I mean, if it's, if this kid's like a, he's a young kid and he's kind of, he's got a lot of energy and he's kind of pumped up, but then you talk to him, the kid actually knows what he's talking about. I mean, that's kind of a, I mean, that's yeah. a, a double win. Yeah. So. I, I don't, I don't, you know, every, I think everything's I'm against video. I'm not, I just, I just, what I'm uh, being a Gen Z um, or a Gen uh, X or whatever the hell we are, Gen X or. You're just um, denying your destiny. Yes. Well, you, you know, no, but I think that we, we have a different view of video. Video was fascinating to us as, as kids. Like, oh my gosh, there's music television videos on TV. Wow. Oh my gosh. Let's watch this commercial and learn about the new toys. You know, let's watch cartoons. And so as we've uh, aged into an, an era where that's just a, a way to advertise and right now it doesn't look like advertising because a lot of people are entertained by it too so you know don't get me wrong if, if we did a hey let's do a run-through tour of this two hundred thousand dollar house in coon rapids um you're not going to get the same clicks because it's not anything to look at right that's a what a four million dollar house they were showing us or something or more penthouse yeah 
I don't even know where it was, but yeah. I got a little interesting comment from a Russian about how Americans build homes. But first, um, this can be brought to you by Andy Prasky, preferred uh, home. Hey guys, Andy Prasky with Remax and the Preferred Home Team. If your house didn't sell before the listing expired, you probably are feeling a little frustrated. And I understand. It's a hard spot to be in. Let me run down a few options for you. When your house hasn't sold, you can take it off the market completely, sell it yourself, or work with an agent to relist it. If this is a bit overwhelming, here's what I'll tell you. There's probably a reason you wanted to move, so deciding you're not going to move isn't really putting your needs first. And while you can try to sell it yourself, it's an involved process, and if you're already stressed because it didn't sell the first time, Taking on the pressure of selling it on your own may be more than you want to tackle. Option three is to relist it. Now, I know you didn't have a great experience and I want to change that. I'm here to listen and offer advice. Let's connect so that you can have a partner who can help you make a plan to help you make your next real estate move. Call me Andy P. I'd love to help you on your real estate journey today. Andy P. I love that. Call me Andy, Andy P. Okay. What I always wonder yeah, why my, Americans. My wall clearly states here. I was the original AP. Before Actually, that Andy, English football player came into town. Oh yeah, that's true. Hey, would can you do me a favor and read this like a Russian one, please? What I always wonder about Americans don't build solid houses in Russia and Krakistan. Everyone <laughs> builds house with thick wall, brick, and good foundation. <laughs> even, <laughs> even <laughs> hey, not now. Now we're gonna get the hate mail. Thank you, Chris. Uh, um, even poor people don't build houses from plywood. Uh, but in America, it seems like everyone poor and rich builds extremely fragile houses. Can I, uh, like, I can punch a wall with my knuckle? It seems so absurd, especially with those prices that I'm hearing about. Uh, like, a uh, house costs hundreds of thousands of dollars up to a million dollars. Um, uh, I can build sorry. an awesome house here for. I, I can build an awesome house here for two hundred grand. Uh, very quality materials. Uh, can American build a good bricks thick, reasonable? Can, can the Americans build homes with bricks like very, like how the the euros do it or no? Not really. I mean, you can do ICFs, but that's about it. Yeah. Andy, just maybe even talk about that. What would the difference be between? Um, well, first of all, any brick on a house, I mean, is way more expensive than, I mean, other man-made type sidings, right? Well, I, I, I think that there's a, uh, the, um, okay, so a couple quick things here. Um, American-made or built homes are engineered. They're, uh, they have different factors that are not, you know, maybe in consideration where that gentleman or female's building, whatever, um, is that... They, they don't have the energy codes. They may not have airtight tests. They may not have. So a lot of those items, like, for example, brick, may not be able to achieve the same, um, you know, uh, wouldn't pass, per se, um, here without doing some of it. Now, is it wrong or is it right? That's subjective to opinion. Because some people say we're building these big Tupperware bowls that are, you know, insulated, engineered, and everything else to be these perfect um, homes that are not perfect. Um, now, on the other hand, I do agree with having um, a shingle put on that house. Um, that can handle a hailstorm. Why have they not? I mean, of all the products that are out there in the world, why have they not created a hailproof uh, shingle yet? Weird. I have no idea. You know, and if that means you make your shingles out of rubber, you make them out of whatever, I think that your next hail claim um, that you have on your house, the, the insurance company paying that much money should be replacing it with something that is sustainable for the environment that we're in or, or offering a sustainable alternative, right? Same with the siding. I mean, I've had neighbors of mine replace siding, whereas I have like James Hardy, board on my house and and i don't have that same damage that they have but i paid more i paid 25 grand more to have my house done with hardy um back in the day so yes that individual is correct in the fact that you could use better building materials but again the, the american way is to provide you know it's the american dream housing right and so um making that attainable and affordable for people is probably part of the the, the reasoning why they do what they do well what's it the other, I think a big thing would be is the labor pool. I mean, the labor yeah. costs over there are probably a heck of a lot less than what it costs over here to put brick on. Because, I mean, a, a bricklayer is a very, very skilled person. I mean, they they do some amazing work. They're freaking yep. like artists, you know. Um, so I think there's a, you know, land costs. I mean, you start adding all those things up and all the little things that Andy just talked about with uh, 
you know, energy codes and all the things that they make us do, um, you know, it all goes into what the cost of a house is. So I don't, I think it's really hard in which to change, but I think it's for the most part, it's pretty, um, unaffordable to be able to create like all brick houses on starter homes for say, you just, well, you know, yeah. And I, and I, there's lots of other reasons too, that I struggle with. Like, for example, if you were building all slab on grade houses that were all cinder block and they had, you know, uh, a sheet panel, a uh, tin roof. Yes, they would last forever, but do you want to live in that? It, you know what I mean? It's like, it's, I think what is nice about the houses, the way they're designed nowadays is they're, you know, they're remodelable. You don't have to, I mean, taking a brick wall down in a house, you know, if you had to take a cinder block wall down to expand your bedroom is a big deal. Now you have to do footings, you have to do everything else. So I'm not disagreeing with, are there more efficient ways cost-wise to build homes? Absolutely. But for what the consumer is willing to pay for, I don't know if you can duplicate, you know, any differently. Um, the only thing I think, think they, they really could do to help with costs are, are taking down some of the regulations that are interpretive of the national codes. We have your local building official, their interpretation of the national building codes is what they're enforcing. So you, you across the state of Minnesota, you've got every building official enforcing different codes. You know, they're the same. They're a little bit enforced a little bit differently based on their opinion of it. So that, that I think could be straightened out. The other thing um, is the amount of uh, money that goes into the land acquisition and, and fees and structures. And, and I mean, like I said, there's almost 45,000 or more. I think it made Bogrove is close to $60,000 on the average lot on the front end with the developer paying for park, whack and sack, trail, uh, connection fees, you know, uh, transportation fees. I mean, all these different fees that go into a development. So when you're buying that piece of land, you're already paying off all of these. Now, there's an argument there that somebody has to pay for those amenities. Somebody has to take the bill. But when they have these super freeways going to nowhere, you're telling me that they, they don't have money? Uh-oh. This is starting to sound like he's going to go off on something. No, I'm not. I'm just, I'm just saying that I think that housing could be more affordable based on getting out of the way. And, and either, you know, being part of, being part of a solution or stop acting like you're going to give us a bunch of band-aids like the, Oh, did you hear the, you know, Minnesota housing association just had $30 million given to make housing affordable. Where's the money? Who got it? Where did it go? Um, right. And it's all, I don't want to say scams. That's not scams, but it's a lot of, it's really hard to get at. Yeah. What did I, I just heard something. I don't know what it came from, but it was like, Oh, oh, was it my continuing ed? By the way, I'm done for this year already. Continuing ed. But in continuing ed, they said that 92% of the homes that sell in Minnesota have some sort of down payment assistance available. 92? To 92%. I was like, but well, there's, a little widget, there's a little widget on your MLS thing that you can do. It's pretty, it's actually pretty interesting. I haven't so used down payment assistance in 22 years. Not once. You haven't? Yeah. Nope. I've had other buyers that have bought properties I've listed where they use like the Minnesota, uh, what is it, the MFHA, whatever, where it helps them. But yeah. I, I've never, I've never had a client use it. Yeah. Chris, that's uh, a bad you said available to them, not 92% use it. Yeah, right. Oh, 92%, there's 92% of the homes have some sort of assistance available to those houses, which is I I I did I was kind of flabbergasted on that. Yeah. But, yeah. You gotta well, take a check six into week that. Class. We'll see if that's true. You gotta take a six-week class and do this, do that, and then you get rebated back six hundred bucks. You know, I mean, it's, it's, that's why people don't do it. But they did say something about the, the people that um, do take the class. They're like the percentage of them going into foreclosure is much less, which is just it's right. really interesting. It's like a it's like a six hour online class. Right. So it's just kind Probably, of it's kind of a bad thing. You know? It teaches you, how, you know, that, hey, you're going to have expenses coming up and how to budget for them. And it's kind of interesting. So it sounds like basic needs that should be taught in high school, but no. All right. What do we got here, Nick? Some interesting what? news. Uh, single women um, have a better share than single men with owning homes in Minnesota and it keeps rising. I have an article right here. 
why single women are winning the Twin Cities real estate. Um, I'm curious to hear what your guys' thoughts are on this. It's good, bad, or, you know, I don't know why that would be surprising. I don't know. To me, it's like, I don't care who buys it. I mean, I think it's fantastic if they're going to buy it. But I think, I think that kind of talks about what's happening with marriage and our younger folk anyways, because people aren't, are choosing not to get married, you know? And so they got to have a place to live and women are making good money. I mean, there's, I don't, I don't know. That doesn't, uh, yeah, I think just the, the, the foundation of the family has changed over the years, too, where, you know, people aren't getting married when they're 20 years old and having all their kids by the time they're 24. They're starting careers. They're doing their own thing. They're owning a house. And then they find somebody to be a life partner with. And it's different. It's just it, it which isn't bad. Right. It just it is. It, it's yeah. changing. And so I think that people that are younger are buying houses before they ever get into a relationship or, you know. When did your kid get married? We'll see. Okay. We'll see. When, uh, I when think the announcement get... was a big deal. And then, uh, and then just like anything else, I think you start laying stuff out, planning stuff out and you realize, well, how can this location be booked for two years out? And how can this be? And it is, it sometimes it, it there's a little more planning that goes into it, which is fine. You know, so what, what age did you get married at? I don't remember. <laughs> How old was I, Lisa? 22. I was 22. Wow. I was right out of college. That was my only rule. I, we were dating. Was like, Lisa out of high school, for God's sakes? I'm a year older. Lisa's a year older. She's older than you? Come God. over and show them. Just Good for her. <laughs> I, I heard she has like tags on her glasses and stuff. She know. does, yeah. Yeah. She's mini pearling the office up here today. <laughs> she wants to make sure she likes them before she buys them. I'm like, aren't reading glasses like eight dollars? She was kind of a cougar to you. Oh yeah. Today. Yeah. Wow. I definitely felt like I was preyed upon. It was nice. Oh my goodness. Those are the good old dates. Hey, but I, but I'm curious though. So are you guys dealing with more clients that are single than um couples or are you seeing this same stats in the? No, in the no. I think even I've I've even had it where they're they're couples, but uh, like for an example, in this in this, you know, I we normally don't point out sex; it doesn't matter. But in this situation, because of the article, it does. So I, I do see where sometimes in most in in most of the situations where the female that has the better job, the down payment, the whatever, and then maybe the boyfriend or the fiance, the husband or whatever, doesn't have as good of a job. They're still in school. They're whatever, and so. It's a timing thing too, I think, with some couples. But it's, um, hey man, let the girls make as much as anybody. I, I think you know that's the, I don't, I don't know. I don't. I think they're trying to spin this like it's a big. I wouldn't be shocked if I had a job and there was, you know, uh, I don't know, a variety of different pays and somebody made more than me. I wouldn't care. Doesn't but if I did, me. I guess I'd work harder or try to find another job where it did matter. You know. Well, Nick, you've been telling us that uh, it's unfair for all you you kids getting houses. So I don't know. Maybe the women aren't thinking that way, and they're like just going for it and getting it done. Just saying. I never. Oh, I'm just doing the counter argument of the Gen Z because it's a big topic, right? My life's amazing. I'm so grateful I live in this time period. But a lot of other people are not happy with the traditional way of life. So that's why I bring that up. I get it. I get it. We just we can't give you a hard time like you give us. So. Works out well. Fantastic. Right. Um, we're going to get into some luxury property here. It's going to be brought to you by Chris Rooney Home Experts. I was just one years old when my family started in real estate, where both my parents were agents. They also dabbled in investing in real estate, rentals, flips, and construction. After college, I went right into getting my license in July of 1990. As a 23-year-old agent in an industry that looks nothing like today, I had to know more for my clients to choose me. There wasn't Zillow or social media to tell them how good I was. I had to win them over with knowledge. With knowledge comes confidence and with confidence comes results. Wow, I'm 38th in York, huh? 
four bedroom, two bath. Kind of got a little, little mid century modern feel there, huh, Andy? I'm gonna bite my tongue a little bit here. <laughs> I think it's uh, I think what's interesting here is we're talking luxury homes, and what do we, what are we really considering a luxury home? Is it? It's a price point. I mean, and that is what it is. And I think it's, I mean, it's in our MLS world, it's considered the top 10% of properties um, price-wise. So it's not like a size of it or whatever. So location matters a lot. Um, and I think I think that number is somewhere in that low 800s now. It used to be 710, and I think it's up to like eight something is the top 10% of the properties. So anyways. All right. Well, I need some pictures. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm. I'm thinking we got this overpriced by about eight hundred thousand so far. But um, <laughs> it's okay. It's, it's it, be, it better be right on the lake. It's a good area. Yeah. Okay. It is. I think it's really because to me the roof looks bad. The the siding looks sour. Let's give us yeah. let's give us a map, Nick, because location is gonna matter on this one. Let's see. Give us that map. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, so they almost, almost a see the lake. Water. Yeah. There you go. Do you know what that is called, Andy? That lake is called? Can you pronounce it? Uh, nope. Lake Calhoun. Beta Muscat. Yeah. 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 Um, so that's, that's so it. it's a really good area. It's a really it looks good like area. out the front windows, you could maybe, if you angled your head a little bit, you could see the lake. <laughs> Remodeling, but no one's really on the lake there. So if you're close to it, um, but uh, this is a this is a amazing remodel opportunity. We'll we'll say that. Okay. Okay. Let's see. look. It's big and open. Get that modern fireplace. Do you like that in the middle, Andy, or not? Is that just not you? You know, I, I, it doesn't, I, I, I don't know what to say at this point. I'm not, um, I need more info because I'm, I, I used to not like it, but I'm starting to kind of get a, I, I'm kind of liking it. It just kind yeah. of, it's kind of a separate. I guess it's because the price is over a million dollars. It's making me really scrutinize this and I'm not, okay. I'm not thrilled yet. So okay. I don't mind the three sided fireplace, but that it's not going to get me to pay a million one thirty nine for a house. Little grill. I'm starting to think this might be the right price here, which is really crazy, but I think it is. Oh, cool! Is that is that uh, is that an oven into that little right next to the fridge? That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Okay. It's got to be because there's a cooktop. That was the oven. I think they're going to get it, Andy. Good for them. <laughs> yeah, that little, that uh, brick. I mean, that's that's just a, a definitely a mid-century modern type um, add-on there. Seems a little bigger than we thought it was, too. I mean, for 3,000 square feet, it's pretty pretty open. It was 7,000. Oh, it's 7,000? Oh, I thought it was 3,000 square feet. Where the hell is the house? Wow. Yeah, I don't think That's it's seven. Yard. I'll uh I'll go back to it. Here's the lot. See, look at Andy. See what's all around it? Big house. Yeah, you can you'll you a million a, dollar lot. It's a remodel house. I don't think it's a teardown, but I think it's a remodel house. There's I don't think Nick, you must have been seeing something else. See to me the way it's presenting oh, itself. Yeah. It's Square foot lot. Square foot yeah. lot, seventy five hundred yeah. square foot lot. Yeah, which is not huge. Um, People complain when they're under ten thousand. Yeah, forty three thousand five sixty is the how many square foot's in an acre? Just so you guys know, that's the one thing I remember from school. I always had to remember. So what is that? I mean, that's like a sixth of an acre. So it's pretty a pretty small lot, but I it's I'm telling you, it's a remodel opportunity. Um, and an area that's really um, high end. So, well, yeah. 
Well, I, I wish him well, of course, like I always do. But I, uh, I, I don't know what else. I, I haven't looked enough in that area. I mean, I know I've looked in Linden Hills where I got people that'll buy houses for four hundred thousand to level them, as long as they have a backyard, no alleyway, um, three fifty with an alleyway. It's like it's it's a commodity, right? It's like they don't care about the house because the house is going to vaporize anyway. And they come in and then they build on it because the math has to be a certain math to add up for the buyers that are in that area. So good, good luck getting one of those at that price. Uh, yeah. Cause that, cause that, that's the kind of price I say it like it's on the lake too. It's the kind of price you're going to fight a buyer that really wants to get in that area. That's the only way they can is in that kind of a house. And so they're going to push it, but then uh, a new construction person comes in and then they push it. And all of a sudden now it's, you can't get in for under 500,000 because these guys yeah. push the prices up so much. And then they go find another area, you know, and uh, that's it's what's happening all across our little twin cities. I'm uh, I don't know why I feel so bitter about that one. I just I just there was a lot of things that rubbed me the wrong way. I don't know. I <laughs> I, I normally don't get upset about them, but I'm like I just in my head I'm going one point one, right? Yeah, we'll have to keep. We'll do a watch on that one. What, what do was it, that? Because I, I hope I'm wrong. I wish them well. I, I don't. I'm not trying to be completely jaded. That's interesting because I didn't think it was that bad. So if there was eight seventy five, I'd get it. You know what I mean? I, I then I can go. Oh, the math works. You know, maybe Frank Lloyd. Look at that. You put a Frank on it. It's only five days on the market. I thought it was coming soon. No, five days on Zillow. It's coming soon on the top. It said. Isn't even listed yet. Oh, okay. So it's just it's where does it say oh there it is. Yeah, look at you. You got good eyes, Andy. Hey, just inspired. It's not really a Frank Lloyd, right? No, it's not, but that's because they have 24-inch overhangs or something, and then they that's a bunch of crap too. It's mid-century. That's that is a mid-century look. I don't I think that little little roof in the front uh needs a little help. I think they're gonna someone's gonna remodel that. I think it's gonna look pretty sweet. If you honestly, and I'm, I'm not trying to rip on like New Hope or Crystal, if that was a New Hope or Crystal, I'd yeah. say, okay, 339, you know, <laughs> honestly, I'm yeah, sorry. There's a, I'm just, there's a, but there's a big difference in areas there. I, I, mean, I totally understand that. So what's, what's the lot worth though? That's what I'm trying to say to you. I, I don't know if that, I don't know if that lot's worth a million bucks, but I don't know, maybe. It's the area. You get in for a million and a half in that area. It's all brand new. Maybe. Yeah, and you build a four million dollar house or something, you know. I don't think you I, that to be that one's going to be a remodel. They're going to remodel that one. I'm telling you. What would you do with the garage then? What would I do with it? I just try to get us. That's. I mean, that's a single car tuck under, right? You, I mean, you might you be able to push car? something forward and do a tandem. I don't know, but I I think that's that's what it's going to be. That's just my. It's just my you know, when you see them do the teardowns, you see them where they put the double car garage on there, which helps a lot of people. And then they do front to back, usually the door. So then they have like a, another like mechanic door on the back so they can lawnmowers and tid, kids toys and out the back. And then, you know, at a basement. Okay. okay, Andy, I have some, I have, I have an update here. And what it is, is that it started at a million three fifty. And they just they took it off and now they've relisted it. It was on the market 111 days at a million three fifty, and then it went down to where um, the the price is right now. So my pricing radar is not off as much as I thought. Well, I mean, it, it wasn't a million three fifty. I think I would have had a little. It could have been two million. Who cares? That, that when it's overpriced, it's overpriced. I mean, that's that's the problem I have is that. I'm so used to negotiating with these great clients of mine where they're like, let's go get the deal, you know? And then I'm, I'm used to like breaking it down. And so very, 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 very few times have I ever had a customer help me buy something on fluff. They want to buy on facts and so or emotion, right? So they come in there and they, yes, we like it, but if they're buying it to level it or, or you know, cause that'd be the best, I think, you know, buy it, clean it up, have a new palette to work with. Actually on the old listing, there's a there's a bunch of other pictures that we didn't get to see, and it's a tandem garage that actually fits three cars in it. So it's wow. it's the it's the whole difference. length of the house. The back the back side of it looks like it's a total um, uh, two story, 
And um, this is interesting. God, what a, a tale of two listeds there. Looks like they added some furniture in for staging. Um, okay. Yeah, well, let's watch it. I'd, I'd love to see what happens. It. I wish him luck. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a watch on that bad boy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep it. We'll see what happens. Hi, boys. One more thing here. Um, I'd, I'd immediately be sending you an email, Chris. You're sending you, me one. Yeah, you put me on a save. I'm gonna be immediately sending out a. Hey, coming soon. I saw you had a search set up, and you're watching me. And a lot of people don't know that they that oh, we have yeah. can see that stuff. Yeah. I'd be all over them. Be like, so you think that's a good deal, huh? <laughs> yeah, well, hold on a minute. What happened to our what happened to the watch button that's gone? Wow. All right. We'll figure this out later after we're off here, Dick. Uh hey, last thing here. Um, this isn't in Minnesota, but I wanna I'm curious if you guys have seen this. Is this a thing now? Blind offers only, no showings until offer accepted, no current photos. And here is the the listing. The description. Chattahoochee River Club. Wow. So it must be a, a good spot. The sellers are needing to sell quickly yet have some temporary occupancy after closing. Okay. The home is to be sold as is, needing cosmetic repair. While showings are currently restricted to the due diligence period, the potential of this residence is still evident. Photos are from when the property was initially purchased. Okay. So somebody being kicked out of there? No, it looks like they want to get it sold, but they don't want no one to come inside. I oh. just had an experience with that, and I was—I ended up being the buyer. Um, and it actually turned out better than I thought it was going to turn out. I mean, the and it was the seller standpoint that just didn't want anyone in the house, you know. And I was the listed agent, and so it was really hard to sell um, a certain type of house at a certain time of the market without getting anyone inside. So I ended up. Uh, giving him an offer and uh they ended up taking it and i did not get to see the house um karen did and she kind of did a video inside but i did not get to see the house until uh the final walkthrough that i was purchasing mm. and it was it, it kind of i mean obviously it's on a lake i mean so it's kind of like i had a, a feel good that hey this lot is worth what i'm paying yeah. And uh, the house is just going to be a bonus. And so I'm actually fixing it up right now. So stay tuned, Andy. You could buy a house on Prior Lake. I can't afford you, man. Yes, you could. You can. You can. You could put a stone wall up in it. It would look awesome. I don't, I don't have Rooney money. <laughs> yeah, sure. We don't have. I used to before I sent my kids to college. Now I'm broke. Hi, boys. Did you yeah. go to college? You're a realtor. You went to college? I know. Wow, that's impressive. That was a great investment. Um, <laughs> uh, I always tell people, I say, well, at least now I can kind of have conversations with people that are smarter than me. I go, as I'm selling them a house or whatever, and they start talking about what they do for a living, and I can know just little bits and pieces of putting it all together to understand what they do. But because if you don't go to college, you're not very smart. That's for sure. No, no, I didn't say that. I just, I, uh, I didn't say that at all. I know some of my best clients are uh, un, not college educated and have more money than all of us. That, that's actually, I think, a stat. We, we, yeah. We've quoted that before. Yeah. So, because yep. awesome. they're, they're willing to go do it, get it done, go getters, you know, they're not sitting back and waiting and trying to prove some stuff sometimes. Yeah. What, Nicholas? Everyone click that link, okay? That's where our websites are at, full episodes, where we stream. Um, if you're looking to buy, sell real estate, you know who to contact and send in any questions and we'll answer them on the show. I was just one year Wrong one. Thanks for joining us this week on the Real Estate Radio Hour. Don't forget to visit our website, realestateradiohour.com, where you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or your preferred podcast listening app. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or sharing us with a friend. Until next time, stay awesome, Twin Cities.